What is up, everybody? Welcome back to the Strive for Strength podcast. Back with another episode today, and I'm super excited because I have a really good friend, um, student of mine as well, Mario Macias. He's 22. He's an online coach. Mario, welcome to the podcast, dude. Awesome. Thank you, Ken. I actually appreciate it greatly. Um, I know we did ours pretty pretty recently, which was awesome. Um, so it's happy to be on yours and just discussing whatever it is you kind of want to talk about and any value I could bring. Um, I'm happy to do so. Heck yeah, dude. Well, I'm excited to share more of just like who you are as a person. Um, guys, for those of you listening in, Mario came into my life a little earlier this year. I met him kind of through Zach, um, who owns PTBI, and then also my boyfriend Nick's really good friends with Mario as well. And he uh, just, I guess we kind of just indoctrinated into the same friend group, which we were very, very fortunate to do so. And I also had the honor of being able to coach Mario this year as well, which has been such such an awesome experience, even for myself as a mentor. So Mario, I would love for you to just kind of start off letting the people know a little more of your background. Obviously you're huge into fitness, of course, um, but just like how you got into fitness and then kind of maybe how that transcended into you hopping into the world of coaching. Yeah, so I was born and raised in Monterey, California, which is about eight hours up north from San Diego. And it was just something that always caught my attention. And I think a lot of it like stems from a lot of insecurities. Um, growing up, I was always like the kid that was just behind, you know, I wasn't athletic, I wasn't tall, I wasn't fast, I wasn't strong. In sports, nobody picked me. Um, I remember first day of football, like Pop Warner's, everybody laughed at me from like how slow I was going, like, you know, being left behind, overlapped, and everybody placed bets that I wasn't going to show up the next day. And I showed up the next day, regardless of how sore I was, and it was the worst week of my life, because, you know, it's hell week that week. And it really was hell for me that week. But a lot of that stemmed from me like feeling some type of way and wanting to get better. And the only way I knew how to get better was, you know, I had to do the work. And so I fell in love with it. I started going on YouTube, started um, just looking at magazines. And eventually I just wanted to be like this really fit guy that I seen on YouTube, you know, Rob Lipsick, Christian Guzman, all these like vloggers that, you know, were just so cool to me at the time, like huge inspirations. And, uh, Little by little, um, I met good people. Um, one of my first mentors and good friends now, Eddie, he taught me so much. He broke down macros, um, power building, powerlifting, bodybuilding. He really introduced the world to it to me, and he had a coach. And at the time, I didn't really know you could have like online coaches and stuff. So I thought it was pretty cool. And eventually, I hired Will Sage, and he taught me so much in like the past two, two and a half years. And eventually, it it, it did enough to change my life because before I started coaching, I always wanted to do something with fitness. I even have like notebooks um, going through, you know, different ideas I can do, like maybe start a clothing brand, supplement, something with fitness and kind of a little fast forward past those notebook notes. Um, I fell into a darker place and what got me out of that darker place was fitness. I was hiring my coach and staying strict and true to myself um, to prove to myself that like I'm in control and the moment I gained that power um, I wanted to be able to give it back and the only way I know how to do so is through fitness and nutrition so it's my way of you know giving back into the world what was given to me yeah heck yeah dude I love that you said like no matter what you still kept showing up and I think it's like one of those big things that helps you really build a lot of like inner resilience and it helps you like take leaps and like do really big things in your life when you build the inner resilience. I think that's a huge part of like being able to also be a coach because obviously the industry's like changed so much and it's been, it's like a hard hitter, you know, um, you have to be showing up like every single day with, um, you know, with what we do. And I would love for you to talk a little bit more about, you know, you've made some really radical changes, like even 
like backtrack about a year ago um, before, you know, around this time you're like moving out here to San Diego, things like that. Right. Um, so with you kind of segueing into fitness coaching, what do you think like really made you take a big leap? Obviously like it's a non-traditional path, right? Like, did you get resistance from your family? Like, was it one of those things where you're like, regardless, like I have to just keep showing up? Like, how did that feel for you taking that leap into fitness coaching? So when COVID hit, um, and everybody didn't have jobs, I was actually working full time. I was working 12 hour shifts with landscaping and the plan was actually to take over my dad's business. Um, he's a contractor, he runs his own business and I've always done it since I was a kid, I would help him out. I was like, you know what? This is what I'm gonna do. It pays well, I'll be making over six figures. Um, it's right there for me. The business is already made. All I gotta do is market and manage. I'm like, it's perfect. This is what I'm gonna do. And I was pretty empty doing it. And I think deep down, I knew that it wasn't what I truly wanted to do. And um, moving out to San Diego was kind of like a split decision made based on how I was feeling. I still remember the exact moment where like it clicked for me. I went to a party with a group of friends, you know, it was towards the end of COVID. It was like when it was opening up in April. And one of my friends stopped me and he says, hey, so what, what are you doing now? Like, are um, you going to take over your dad's business? I was like, yeah, he's just like, Oh, that's, that's cool, man. I just remember you were just passionate about fitness and you always said that you were going to do something with fitness. And I remember hearing that it just stung and like it hurt bad because like I knew he was right. And I remember all the combos we had of how I was going to do something with fitness, whether it was vlogging or who knows what. And uh, eventually that's what kind of segued me into like, okay, you know what? I need to leave my dad's business. And I stuck around until I found like an opportunity, which was meeting Jose. I saw him doing very well with Zach and I made me reach out. I'm like, hey bro, what are you doing? I see you working for yourself. I see you quit your job. Like, what are you doing? And he was just like, here, follow this guy. He introduced me to Zach and I reached out to him. He got me on one of his webinars, closed me. And then literally within two months, I was out here in San Diego. Like I just, everything just started flying. And I had to get into San Diego because I truly felt that nobody took me serious back home because it was so just different. I did meet a lot of resistance. My parents were fully supportive of it, um, thankfully, but I didn't meet resistance and I, I could just feel that nobody took me serious. Yeah. I think that's why it's so important to have friends like that that call you out. Like the fact that she pulled you to the side and was like, yo, dude, like you always want to do something bigger than this. Like what's like making you play small kind of your ego comes into play for a second. You're like, hold on. Like, see, this is where ego is a beneficial thing where it's calling you out. And it's like, yo, you need to start making moves, you know? Um, and that's obviously something that's like so radical. Right. And we talk about it all the time. Like we talk about it with PTBI students. We talk about it with ECA students and like our friend group here is like how important it is to be around people that just kind of push you and, and motivate you. Right. Um, for you, how do you feel like the community here in San Diego has really benefited you just you know, being able to have you kind of take off and, and just get the support that you need. Oh, it's freaking great. I mean, right off the bat, when me and Jose got here, um, well, Jose was like my first connection even out here because when we moved in together, like we didn't even know each other. And then when we lived together, the first four or five months, like it's pretty lonely. Um, we didn't really socialize. We would wake up, go to the gym, come home, work. And that's all we did for like the first couple of months. Um, eventually we started being more social we met people we met you Nick and we built some amazing relationships but like real quickly you, you find yourself like in a pool of people just like you when at one point I felt like such a huge outsider I felt like everybody was like making fun of me or thinking of me funny and just nobody took me serious but the moment I jumped out to San Diego calls were being booked left and right people were like sending me um like best of wishes good luck and stuff and 
it's just so funny because nothing really changed. And I kept telling myself, like, this is silly. Nothing changed but the location. The only thing that changed was just, like, where I'm living. Everything else is the same. The mindset's still the same. Nothing changed. And being surrounded by people on the same mission, mindset, um, it forces you to keep up. And it's kind of hard to do bad when everybody around you is, just, like, on the same boat, doing the same things. If some one person's doing really good, there's a reason they're doing good. You know, they're following everything they had to follow and we have the same mentors. So the same subject is being taught. It's like math class. Okay. You need a little bit more help. Just stay after class and get some, like extra tutoring or something. Yeah. That's such a good analogy, dude. And I think it's another thing too, is you don't even realize like energetically how much it charges you to just be around people who do support you. You don't feel like you're the outsider anymore. You know, like you said, kind of in the beginning, like being the kid who like never gets chosen. It's now you're like, okay, I'm immersed in a pool of people who like actually support me, no matter what what I do, you know, it's kind of cool. Like a night in, everyone's like, cool, stay in, you know? And you're like, okay, you want to go out? Cool. Like, let's go out. You know, it's like having a good balance between like fun and also like dialing in on business, which I think is so huge. Um, and obviously I'm grateful to have you out here because, you know, I wouldn't know you probably as well if, uh, if you weren't out here. And I think it's been really cool to see like just the different events we can bring other people together and the networking opportunity too is super huge. You know, I know for you too, kind of segueing into more of like the entrepreneurial space, like helping people who are entrepreneurs, like there's so many people down here it's like you go out every time you're out you know that there's like half the population of San Diego you feel like are just like not working you're like everyone here just works for themselves which is like the cool part you know everyone kind of understands which is awesome so talk to me a little bit about what it felt like just uprooting your life and moving down here like were you scared did you have any fears what was coming up for you yeah so it was one of the scariest things I've ever done but like some of the, one of the most exciting and just um I don't even know how to describe it. I think it's more of just like this rush where it almost feels like um, a roller coaster. You're doing something you've never done before. And I've always wanted to move somewhere away from my hometown. Um, I knew I wasn't going to go to college and get like a degree. I, I knew I was going to do something different. I was thinking Texas. I was thinking Houston or um, Tahoe. But, you know, getting with Zach real quickly, I saw that I followed everybody from SD. I was like, you know what? I'm going to just move out here. And it happened really, really smoothly, luckily, but it was scary. It was a huge risk. Um, I was not in the best financial position possible. I was actually in a lot of debt. I was actually scared most months that I wasn't going to be able to pay rent. Um, it, it was stressful as hell, but like I knew it's what I wanted. And I just stayed with the mindset that I would live in a box if I had to. And I would just tell myself that because it was really like burning the boats, like Zach says. I had to get rid of the idea that I can do something else. And this is my only option. This is my one and only option. So I have to make it work. Dude, I want to bounce off of something you said there, because this is so huge. Like, it's obviously that season of sacrifice where like you initially just have to really give up a lot. Even like you said, like you dialed in the first three to four months of living here, like staying in a lot and just, you know, dialing on the business. I know, that, I know that you mentioned, you know, maybe being in a little bit of debt, but then also still pursuing mentorship with Zach. How did that feel for you with like knowing that you were making a decision, you know, something like that? Cause I get a lot of people on the phone who might say, you know, oh, like, hey, I'm in debt or hey, like I have to put this on a credit card. And, you know, as you know, there can be a huge return from mentorship, right? So for you, like what came up for you during that time where you knew that, you know, you had this debt, but you also had to make this investment in yourself to be able to grow? It was really easy for me. I feel like I'm, I'm somebody who's really easy to sell because if I see the possibility, um, I'm, I'm going for it because um, I'm young, you're young. We can mess up right now. Like I don't have kids. We don't have kids right now. So if everything burns down, my business goes to shit, I can just rebuild it and be fine. Like it's not that deep. And I think people fail to realize that 
And there's a quote that Hermosis, I think it was Hermosis, I can't even remember, but it's, did you die? No, then you're fine. And it really goes down to that when it comes to investments because debt, it's so, it, it, you can use it for you. Like it, it can either work for you or against you. You can either go $40,000 in debt for school and that's if you're lucky now at this point, or you can go, what, 5, 10, 15, whatever it might be with mentors and see a way bigger ROI for me, like almost immediately. And right. once you do it once, it's so much easier to do it twice. And it, they just keep getting bigger and bigger and bigger. But it's funny because it, it kind of brings me back. Each time I make a big investment, I'm like, oh, that hurt. But it felt good at the same time because I know what's on the other side of it. Right, dude. And I think that's one big thing too, is like getting that direct mentorship. Like you said, like it's hard being non-traditional, right? Especially for people like us, you know, being younger is like getting that ridicule from like family, friends, whatever the, oh, you spend this money on this mastermind or spent this money on this mentor, like go to school, like it's non-traditional. But I think the cool thing about mentorship a lot of the times is it's more direct, right? It's almost like looking at like advocational schools where you come out and you have a direct career path within six to 10 months. It's like the cool thing is about a business and getting mentorship is like, you're literally on a path of building the business while simultaneously still learning and you're seeing ROI like as you're in it, which I think is, you know, the coolest part. So for you, dude, just in terms of, you know, when you first got started up with your business and when you came down here and, and kind of what that looked like for you, like we just talked about, like being a younger age and stuff like that. Um, I definitely want to dive into this topic because I know that we got to talk about this a little bit on your podcast as well, dude. Um, I'll put that in the show notes for anyone listening down below, but um, being that, you know, you started your business at what, 2021? 21. Yeah. Yeah. Crazy dude. So for you being that young, do you feel like there was anything in the space that kind of affected you? Do you feel like there was any, um, like limiting beliefs that came up because of your age? I know that we've talked about the chip on the shoulder thing a little bit too, but, um, or vice versa, like anything specifically that came up for you because of age? Oh yeah, definitely. And it, even till this day, I think it still tries to creep up on me, but I've learned to, you know, kind of push it to the side and realize that, you know, age really doesn't matter, especially when it comes to business. Um, it really came up to me. And it's actually the first question I asked Zach too, because Zach outreached me. I was just like, okay, cool. We had like a short combo. And then I reached out to him like two days later. It's funny, I saw screenshots. I'm like, hey man, how old are you? He's like 24. How'd you get so credible in this space? He was just like, because I, I didn't know if he went to school. I didn't know like, how did you get credible at such a young age, build a social media? Like I wanted to know, I was genuinely curious. And he just told me, he's like, look, credibility comes from experience and just doing and it really does. So I just, the only way I can shut out those limiting beliefs of me being too young and being able to make in this industry was if I stick around long, long, if I stick around long enough, by the time I'm 24, I should be in the same position or further with the right mentors. And that's what I just kept telling myself. I'm like, look, I'm 21 right now. I'm starting and I have people helping me. If I just stick to this long enough, by the time I'm 24, I will be critical. Right. And I think at this point too, you already know, like you've built so much credibility and we have a lot of probably like young listeners on here. I know a lot of the coaches that even, you know, work with us in ECA, like they're very young. Like we have people as young as 18, you know, getting started up with their businesses for people out there, Mario, who are younger getting started. Do you have any advice for them just on the posturing or for building up credibility with their social media? One thing I really struggled with that I'm kind of like taking a big um, step back for now is trying to be too professional and trying to like really prove yourself like this it'll come um people your posture and just like being the expert will come with experience and um just showing results social proof you know results from your clients 
I really think it's important to really show yourself as much as possible, like your true personality, because that's something I even struggle with till today. And I'm actually taking a step back. I'm like, okay, let me try to put my humor in here. Let me try to voice myself more and really find out, okay, who's Mario and how do I like show him on social media? Because people want to see real people. And when my page was only training and like no personality, that's when I got the least amount of like clients or people hitting me up or commenting on my stuff. And then now that I'm a little bit more personal, um, people reach out more. My stories get way more views. My engagement's better. And it's over the dumbest stuff when I post on my stories. It's so weird, but people want to see that you're a real human. So I think um, just give yourself, enough, like, give yourself enough time to really build up credibility and be okay with like showing yourself because I think in the long run, it goes further. Yeah, dude, I think what's almost advantageous is like, if you look at people like our age even is people are growing up with you on social. Like people are genuinely like watching you grow up. Like people watched Mario from like Monterey, like move down to San Diego, like move into your new place, like all that cool stuff, you know? And I think it's like, people almost like watch you mature over time and they see like the seasons of life that you go through. And I think that's also what has people more bought into you as a human, just in general, you know? And I think the thing is like social media, it's, it is young. Like there are a lot of like millennials. There's a lot of, I guess now we call them Gen Zers. I guess we're probably considered a Gen Zer at this point. Um, but you know, there's a lot of younger people. And so it's like, the more that we're also catering to like what's coming up, I think is so important too, because those are going to be our, maybe not clients right now, but our future clients in a year, two years, three years, you know, and they're literally growing up with you on social media, which I think is the coolest part because they get to see you step into that credibility factor. But like you said too, I mean, having more fun with social media. I think that's the one thing I've even talked to you about. I talk about it all the time is like in the space, it's always like that almost like uptight, like has to be super professional, clean cut all the time. Um, how's it felt for you? Maybe trying to like segue back into, it's almost like unlearning, right? Um, how's it felt for you? Like having more fun with social media? Do you feel like you're like more in alignment? Do you feel like energetically better? Like, what does that feel like? I feel, yeah, more aligned for sure and just a little bit easier, but it was a little bit weird having to like unlearn a lot and be like, okay, with me posting my personal life. And I actually had to do a little bit of digging on why I didn't want to show up. And it wasn't because I was um, embarrassed. It wasn't because I was worrying about judgment. It was more because when I was younger, I got told a lot of times that I was selfish and that I, maybe I only talked about myself and showing up and showing my personal life or any of my wins. Um, felt selfish to me it, even now it still kind of does and I'm like learning to just kind of toss that to the side and be okay with talking about myself because you know people follow you for a reason people want to see your highs they want to see your lows they want you to be authentic and just real and I can't be authentic and real if I'm not even putting myself on social media if I'm not even showing up the way um, I'm supposed to and um, it's been different but it's a learning experience and it's actually forced me to go um, backwards deep enough to see you know where does this stem from Right. It's so funny that you mentioned this because, dude, I had a, a mentorship call the other day. And one of the big things I talked about was like, uh, this is my mentor. And he was like, you know what entrepreneurship is? He's like, it is just literally you learning your about your trauma. He's yeah. like, that is literally what entrepreneurship is. He's like, we are all built to be like superhumans as entrepreneurs to just work at a very high, like efficient level. And a lot of that just stems from the fact that we've overcome and are now learning about and like again, building inner resilience from trauma, because as you know, like we always talk about this, but entrepreneurship is about adaptability, being able to pivot, being able to stay strong and like really, really tough times, you know, things like that. And it's just like, a lot of that comes down to what we learn from like learning about our trauma, you know, which is 
it's hard to face. And it's also one of those things you think about it. Um, and I know for a lot of people listening is like, as you learn about this, you're like simultaneously trying to build a business. And it's like, dude, I'm trying to like grow up, learn about my trauma, but like build this business all at the same time. And it's, you know, sometimes it's a hot, it's, it's a lot to manage, um, for the most part, but I know for you, Mario, this is something I definitely want to dive into is like, I know you joined the brotherhood earlier this year. You obviously like have had multiple mentors in just the last year. Um, and I think that's also probably forced you to grow quite a bit and like face demons, but also like work on just establishing like better routines, better mindset, things like that. Um, I'd love for you to talk a little bit about like how mentorship over just like this last year has kind of supported you with this more like the mindset aspect. Cause I know, especially like, especially for guys in this space, like it can be very taboo to talk about this stuff. And I know it's like something I talk about with Nick, something we talk about quite frequently and stuff, but how do you feel like pouring into more of your mindset work and like uncovering some of the stuff has helped you with entrepreneurship and with your business? Holy crap, that's such a good question. And that ties into today so much. And I'll kind of go over a little bit. I'll kind of go over a little bit right now on why. But I actually texted Barton and I'm like, dude, it feels like the more I learn by myself, the more emotional I am. Two years ago, I felt bulletproof. Like nothing could face me. I felt bulletproof. And now I almost cry like once a day. I swear to God, I get a rush of emotions. And today I did some NLP work <laughs> with Julian, one of my mentors from Wake Up Wealthy. And I started tearing up like crazy. I'm like, what is this shit? Like I used to be a freaking machine, but like, you know, honestly I wasn't, I was limiting myself because I wasn't allowing myself to truly feel what I'm supposed to feel. And like the amount of um, traumas I was placing on other people because I didn't do my own healing because I was just so closed off and numb um, is insane. And I'm barely realizing it right now. And today was a huge day for me because I woke up stressed out of my mind. I, the call that I had today, I needed so much. And it did so well for me. Like, it's the reason I'm able to hop on this call and have like such a genuine good conversation because without it, I'd probably be stressed out. But what it's done for me mentally, um, especially for building a business, and it directly aligns with this quote that I really love. It's, it's not about becoming a millionaire, but it's about becoming the person you have to become in order to make that million. And it really just is about the journey and learning about yourself so much. And you can't handle more and more stress if you never like dig in deep and understand, you know, why you might be even wanting to have as much, like as much stress, if that makes sense. Um, but it's allowed me to one, be a better leader to be able to talk to myself. Like this year, I'm actually talking to myself as weird as that might sound. Like I'm hyping myself up or I'm like, Hey, let's not act like that. Hey, let's do this. Just the level of self-awareness um, that I've gained in the past year from the mentorships so, for, you know, from joining Zach to joining you, from joining Wake Up, uh, from joining Wake Up Wealthy has been insane. I feel like I've grown more in one year than I've grown in like seven years. And it's been a lot. It's definitely um, very stimulating for the brain. And there's some days where it's extremely overwhelming, but I wouldn't have it any other way. Like there's a reason I continue to just look for more mentors or people that can help me in my journey. Yeah, dude, I'm so glad you touched on this too, because when it comes down to it, I think, like you said, the level of self-awareness, um, you know, and I want to commend you for doing the work too, because not a lot of people dive into it as deep as like, I think we really need to, to truly like be successful in this field. And I think the people who really do dive into it are the ones who do really take off, right. They really like learn about themselves and also like learn what your gifts are too. Cause I feel like when you understand what your gifts are based off of like what you've been through, like that's also when you can operate better in your zone of genius, not just like in business, but like having relationships that actually serve you and like being able to set boundaries in them and doing things like that too. But, um, I totally agree with you with like being more emotional when you get more in tune with like 
your traumas and understanding them and, and things like that too. I think it's like, you also hold space for yourself to be able to do that. But I think another thing is you also hold more space for your clients to do it. And I think that's something that's so huge is we see so many like surface level things on social media nowadays, like how to get protein in, how to, you know, hit this compound movement. But it's like, when you really start becoming more self-aware for yourself, you also get to understand when other people lack self-awareness. And I think with our clients or, you know, things like that too, that's another big thing is like, you kind of get to understand when there are projections from other people and you don't internalize them yourself as much either, which as an entrepreneur and as a coach, especially you're just taking on people's stuff like all day. Right. And like, we're able to kind of build that wall, not wall up, but just more so know like, Hey, this is not a projection on, on my end. It's more so like, I don't want to internalize this because you're self-aware enough to realize it. Um, and do you feel like that's made you a better coach from just like being able to pour into yourself more and like more into the emotional side of things and the mindset side? A hundred percent. It's allowed me to get so much more closer to my clients. There's been several times where they're just having trouble in life. And I'm like, Hey, dude, let's get on a call. Let's talk about it. We get on a call and I'm not there to um, be therapist. I'm not there to solve other problems, but I can definitely listen and ask questions and I'm happy to do so. And me just being there and being able to ask the right questions um, basically leads them to the answer that they already know internally, but they just haven't been able to kind of like manifest and like um, lay it out on the table. And it's allowed me to see some of my clients grow so freaking much. It's insane to see, you know, where their life was six months ago, where it's at now and where it's heading in the next six months to a year, because they've been growing like crazy. They've adopted a lot of the rituals and habits that I adopt because I preach it so much. And being able to see, you know, how much it's done for them and then them wanting to learn more and willing to ask questions and learn more and more um, is a freaking blessing. Like, it, it's awesome to see. And it actually makes me a little bit emotional, too. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it also is one of those things, like, you're talking about, like, mastering your coaching program, your delivery. Like, that's a huge aspect of it. Like, what we do for people is, like, shifting their mindset is, you know, it's the biggest thing, I think, especially as a fitness coach, to be able to really dig deep and help people have those like actual habit shifts, you know, that aren't just like surface level, but they go beyond that. And that's what really makes things sustainable for people too. You know, um, I know you talked a little bit about, uh, having like more routines and rituals and things like that. I know from like, like wealthy and stuff, um, you've been really big on like morning routines and things of that nature. Um, how do you feel like having a routine and stuff like that has helped you? Do you think it's like helped you with just practicing mindset work more daily, being more self-aware? What's that kind of done for you? It's allowed me to be more self-aware, but also gave myself like me time in the morning because I always say, you know, when 8 a.m. hits um, 9 a.m., you don't know what's coming. You don't know what fires you're going to have to put out. You don't know who's going to text you, who's going to call you, your mom's going to want time. Like there's so much things that come up and you got to be able to like just kind of take it, just take it all in, being able to um, just accept whatever's thrown at you. And if I don't feel gathered in the morning, it kind of sucks. I feel unorganized. I don't feel like I took care of myself first before I start serving other people. Um, so it's definitely allowed me to like create structure in my life, um, be a little bit more organized, but also like stronger in a sense. It's weird. I feel more powerful. I'm like, you know what? I'm, I'm nailing everything today. No matter what comes at me today, I'm going to nail it. Boom, 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 doing what I have to do. And it builds confidence too, because at the end of the day, you're sticking to the promises you make to yourself. So when I'm on a roll and I build this momentum and I'm like weeks into my rhythm, I feel freaking great. I don't want anything to break it. But um, me and Nick also agreed on this video from Mozi too. It's like, you don't want to be crutched by it. 
you want to be able to, yes, have your routine, hit everything like you're supposed to hit it. But the day you don't have it, you need to still be able to adapt and still have that elite level focus the same way as if like you did have your routine. And that's something I had on recently too, because I would get mad grumpy if I didn't meditate or something like, damn it, I didn't meditate, I'm pissed, not my entire day's ruined. And I would live and mess me up. So it's, I think yeah, understanding. It's so, <laughs> so funny you mentioned that. I watched that video with Nick and I looked at him and I turned to him and I was like, you know how I used to rely on caffeine? And I was like, he's like, yeah. I was like, you know how you rely on a two hour morning routine? I was like, what happened if you didn't have your two hour morning routine? I was like, I asked him that too. I think that's something that's funny too, is because like, it's like give or take it what works for, for you is what works for you, you know? And I think that's like the biggest thing for everyone in the space, but I think it's definitely important to step into an entrepreneurial, at least mindset in the morning, whether that takes a routine. And that's like the thing it's kind of like macro tracking, right? Like you know how macros kind of get people to a place where it's like, okay, you have the foundation, you know what, how you need to get into the mindset to be able to choose food, things like that. I think that's it too, is like, even with morning routines and things like that is like, sometimes they're temporary, but sometimes it's like laying the foundation for you to be able to like step into that headspace and like, know that you can actually do it. But now you kind of remove the thing you relied on and you're just like naturally like good at it, you know, which I think is so important. Plus like entrepreneurship is like different every single day like every day is just it can either be like a million fires or it can be like why am I bored today I thought I had more to do like we just talked about before this episode <laughs> but I'm so glad you brought that up I've been such a huge fan of Alex Ramosi recently because of you guys he's incredible so freaking good I swear he's right now he is everywhere he's on my iPhone he is um reading about him audible YouTube he's just surrounding my life right now I'm so happy about it yeah dude and that's the thing too is like continued education like just even you learning from him and like watching his YouTube videos reading his book like I'm sure there's been so much that you can translate and make into even stuff that you talk to your clients about but also like apply to your own life you know which is so huge which is why even if it's not mentorship like continued education is such a huge part of what we do and just personal development in general too. Um, cause it's a huge part of you know doing what we do. So I have one last, one last question for you, dude. Um, what would the biggest piece of advice be for any like new coaches who are stepping into the space or coaches who are just being called to step into a bigger role in their, in their business right now? I would definitely say find a mentor, give yourself time and create a game plan. That's going to be one realistic, but two very achievable. Um, and you know, set the bar pretty high. Like, yes, have it be achievable, but set it pretty high because you don't know what can happen in a year. I did not think in a year I'd be wearing that. And I did set some pretty high expectations for myself and I've been able to surpass them. Like, okay, cool, I'm here now. You know, let's set the bar a little bit higher. Like I, I believe and I trust that I can make it to, you know, where I say um, I can go. So why not shoot a little bit higher? And the way you gain that confidence um, to do that is by having mentors, having somebody that can guide you. And it's funny, there's, I saw one post um, that cracked me up, it is so true. It's just like, um, cool, you don't have money to start a business. Welcome to first day of entrepreneurship. <laughs> like, figure it out. Welcome to day one. Welcome <laughs> to day one, figure it out. And I was just like, fuck, that's so true. Because every mentor that I've had, I did not have the money for it. And I scavenged for it and I put it together somehow with money that wasn't mine. So if you can truly see what's on the other side of that, freaking go for it. Like, don't wait, don't hesitate. Don't even think about it because every decision I've made, I don't allow myself to think. I just freaking do it and I'll figure out later. Like that's future marvelous problem. And, you know, I'll worry about it when it's a problem. But for now, like I just make the decision based on where I want to be. 
Yeah, dude. Entrepreneurship day two, literally. <laughs> that's future use problem. <laughs> you figure it out though. Dude, that's such good advice. Heck yeah, dude. Well, tell the people where they can uh, where they can find you. Find me on Instagram, Mario Macias with two S's at the end. And you can also find me on YouTube as well. Um, I am going to be dropping a lot more podcasts and videos on there starting this month. Um, and it's going to be under the last five. So you can just search that up and I'll pop right on. Heck yeah, dude. Cool. I'll put that down in the show notes down below for anyone who wants to check out Mario's page. Go give him a follow, send him a DM. As always, guys, if you love this episode, I uh, would appreciate if you guys left us a little review and I will catch you guys in the next one.